Welcome to Embrace Your Brain with Dr. D. Joy Coulter. These short weekly brain bits give you fresh glimpses into how your mind works and how to develop its natural brilliance. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, learning to see through holographic eyes. We can't really get at this skill through logic and ordinary steps. So about the only thing I can do is give you a feel for it through some stories. Let's start with the poet, novelist, and scientist, Goethe. In 1788, midway through his life, he wrote his first scientific publication, and he called it The Metamorphosis of Plants. He had a bold new insight about the relationship that parts of plants had to the whole plant. Essentially, it was that any part could become a whole, whether it's the leaf or a branch or a runner or a seed. The scientific community wasn't really ready for such an idea at that time. But what's more important to think about right now is how he came to see this. And here's what he said. He said, every new object clearly seen opens up a new organ of perception in us. So now I'll give you a much more ordinary story about holographic eyes. I live on a ranch that has about 30 acres of pasture, And this time of the year, it's a sea of kind of golden grasses with patches of yucca and wildflowers here and there. And cleverly hidden, as only weeds can do, are some bushy little stalks of diffuse knapweed. Each fall, I have to get out there and find those stalks, clip them, and stuff them into bags. If I don't, they'll break loose and become tumbleweeds, spreading those seeds all across the pasture. So today was knapweed day on my ranch. And with my longtime friend and ranch helper, Naomi, we set out scanning for our first find of the morning. And we wondered, as we often do, have we lost our touch? We can't possibly walk over the whole land bit by bit. We have to recover our holographic eyes so that we can spot them at a distance. Once we each found and bagged one stalk, our eyes seemed to shift for the morning, And what began as us staring at the field trying to spot them shifted, and now they seemed to beckon us. The energy wasn't flowing from us to them as much as from them to us. For three hours, we followed odd hunches and set out in varied directions to spots we couldn't have seen when we started. But sure enough, one or two stalks would come into view as we came close. So when Goethe says... Every new object clearly seen opens up a new organ of perception in us, we had to agree. We clearly had a new organ of perception that was finely tuned for spotting knapweed. Let me give you two more stories, this time with more famous observers. In 1896, a German microbiologist, Robert Lauterborn, was studying single-celled organisms under microscopes. He was especially fascinated with one that no one else really cared about, and he wrote an extensive report with many drawings of what he saw using the light microscope of his times. About a hundred years later, that organism was finally becoming interesting to researchers. One of these researchers I got to talk to, he revisited Lauterborn's report and said, I was astonished at how much he saw in perfect detail. He clearly shows objects in the cell that are theoretically below the resolution of the light microscope, 
but we know they're there because we've looked at the same cells with the electron microscope and his drawings are absolutely correct. One more story. This one's of Barbara McClintock, who's another microbiologist. She became fascinated with Indian corn. She couldn't understand why the patterns weren't predictable. She'd lay out parent generations and grandparent generations and try to see whether that would predict in the offspring where the colors on the corn would be. It never worked. Years of study went by before she finally made a discovery that revolutionized her field and would eventually lead to her being given the Nobel Prize for her work. What she discovered was that the genes that carried the code for color didn't hold still. Instead, they repositioned themselves unpredictably. She called them jumping genes. Here's how she described how her eyes became new organs of perception. She said, I found that the more I worked with them, the bigger the chromosomes got. And when I was really working with them, I wasn't outside, I was down there. I was part of the system. I even was able to see the internal parts of the chromosomes. It surprised me because I actually felt as if I were right down there and they were my friends. As you look at these things, they become part of you and you forget yourself. The main thing about it is you forget yourself. So what have we learned? In each of these stories, the observers have shifted from the detached strategies we normally use to something we could call holographic seeing. They create a personal relationship to what they're observing, and the usual detached way we look at things fades away, and in its place, the objects reveal themselves to the observer in unexpected ways. Perhaps these stories will inspire you to cultivate your own holographic eyes. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I think you'll love my book, Original Mind, Uncovering Your Natural Brilliance. It's available at EmbraceYourBrain.com.